Welcome to the Ether. Today is Monday, October 3rd, 2022. Today on the Ether, the Kujira Community Call. Proposals from SRL Finance, DeLoyal, Fitlink, Eris, and more. Hosted by Zulian. Let's take a listen. Good morning, everyone. Uh, just waiting for everyone to get in. Oh, Ben's here. Awesome. I think we're just missing uh, DeLoyal and... Um an account to log on and then uh we'll give it a couple minutes so that uh Kujira community can get on and then things should get on the way sweet thanks for hosting this by the way rec validator and Kujidao. morning morning how is everybody good so far uh i was told the markets were gonna crash and burn today but so far so good so it's been a decent morning that's not much different than any other day <laughs> Uh, we'll be keeping questions for later. I know V is requesting, but uh, sir, we'll invite you later. All right, it's uh, starting to fill in, so I'll just give a quick intro. Um, we got Deloyal, Fitlink, and uh, the DeFi Fanatic. Uh, did you guys have a name for your project yet? Um, well, we got three proposals up in Kujira. Yeah, for my project, it's SRL Finance. Yeah, exactly. My bad. I'm I'm just catching. <laughs> Sorry. SRL Finance, DeLoyal, Fitlink uh, together. Um, they'll be kind of walking us through their proposals, their overall projects, giving us a good intro on what's happening with uh, their own projects. And then we'll have a Q&A towards the end, let people ask their questions, uh, what they want to know about uh, each specific project. Um, so if you guys want to take it away. I know Finn is recording. Space is also being recorded, so everyone can catch up later. Um, we can just start out with uh, Deloyal and then go uh, Fitlink and SRL Finance. Uh, just give us a quick intro on who you are and what you're doing. Hey, everybody. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm Mark from Deloyal. And first off, thank you, Validates, for all that you do. He has a bunch of proposals at once, a bunch of cool projects. So I'm Mark, and I first got into crypto 2011. I had some a friend who his brother was into a certain type of politics. They were always discussing it, and they they brought up Bitcoin. You know, looked it up myself, and didn't think too much about it. But at that time, I was in college, and I actually like put some some of the the loan money I got into Bitcoin and just kept learning about it. I got into marketing and actually I spent a lot of my time, my college years learning about different political strategies and diving deeper, deeper into blockchain technology and crypto. So it was, it was a real good time and eventually got into marketing 
and that's my background. I've, I've done really well in Web2 for marketing, and it's inbound marketing. So it's the type of marketing where people are searching for your product or the solutions that your product provides. And I started out in Dallas, got brought on with a company. I basically picked up someone from work. And we started talking about marketing. I was like, man, I, I think I know more than this person. And he said their company was actually hiring. And I got on like a week later and kept getting better and better positions. And I, I've been remote for about seven years. I'm currently in Eastern Europe, if anybody's over here. But this, this marketing knowledge, you know, it's, it's really powerful. And it's really needed for, you know, people think it's needed for industries that are already developed it's it's also needed for young industries like crypto especially once competitors start coming into the market especially once web 2 companies start coming in to try to take market share so dloyal is a solution for that to help out web 3 with performance marketing and sales we all know that these projects they're really product focused and focused on building but to stay relevant and to grow and then to achieve loyalty, you have to consistently nourish the buyer's journey. So Dealer is going to help with that. We're going to start with our first product called Dealer Refer. And that's what our proposal is about. So we've done a lot of development on it. And our proposal is to complete the development. Our first milestone is, is to do a, a beta launch, basically an initial launch on our app. And it's it's we've already been working with the Kajira team and it's gonna be their their e-commerce app. And what's cool is you'll be able to pay with UA. So our tracking system is going to be able to track conversions brought by affiliates, then pay out the affiliate. And then with these funds, part of them, they're they're doing many things, but part of it is creating the payout system. So it's it's going to allow us to every five days pay out the affiliates and we're first just going to keep it simple with paying out with usk with the milestone one and then milestone two it's going to you know allow payout and the different kajira tokens if needed hopefully we can just stick with usk as as long as possible um that's that makes things so much simpler it's just you know there, there has to be the we have to have the necessary amount of USK minted for that. So, yeah, that's that's the proposal, my background, and a little bit about DWOA. I don't want to make this intro too long, but but yeah, that's that's a high level. And then the main goal with the proposal is to bring higher total revenue earned for the Kajira ecosystem, and then reward you all, the promoters, and also. I don't know when you want to get into this, but actually, you know, like an hour, hour and a half ago, there was some some Kim Kardashian news about her promoting an investment. Um, so if y'all want me, I can just spend like, <laughs> yeah, perfect time, right? But it really doesn't apply to D-Loyal, but it's just funny it's the timing. Uh, so if y'all want, I can just spend 30 seconds on that too. Would that be okay? Yeah, go uh, for it. Yeah. All right, cool. So yeah, Kim Kardashian, she's a megastar. So when you got clout like that, programs will actually pay you up front or something like that. <laughs> and this for anything, crypto, health products, yada, yada. 
So all you have to do is if you have that clout and that leverage to be paid some upfront, then you need to disclose that. And again, that's that's for any type of product. You know, <laughs> she's a U.S. citizen and she was pro promoting a direct investment, not promoting like a product like, hey, use Cato, hey, use Calc. No, she was like, buy, you know, <laughs> and, you know, she was promoting knowledge of it when we all know, you know, she probably had superficial knowledge or somebody told her to read this. But this is why you hear in YouTube videos, even people that really don't have to do this, they'll do a disclaimer like I'm an affiliate or I'm a sponsor or click my affiliate link, etc. So her main issue looking at the case is she was paid up front and then she didn't do any type of disclosure. And it was a direct investment, not like this product, I really like it, you know, not financial advice, but I really like it because of this, this, that. So yeah, as as long as you're not like a mega celebrity, and even if you are, if you just if you're paid up front, make sure to do a disclaimer. Disclaimer. Um, yeah, but this is why exchanges and all that they're able to have affiliate programs with with no issues because first off, most of them for the mass vast majority of affiliates, they aren't paying the affiliates up front. And then all you need to do is say, click my affiliate link or I'm a sponsor or, you know, et cetera. And it's the, the main issue is just, just really for U.S. citizens. So and then two, we, we do, you know, we've already had a real good talk with Atlo the other day about offers for their platform. And they've already said that, you know, they have things in place, too, regarding U.S. citizens. But there, there's a way to do it. And, you know. Long story short, Kim, you know, it's amazing all the money and where she's had. But yeah, whoever didn't didn't tell her she should have disclosed like we see people do in crypto, in crypto, YouTube, crypto, Twitter all the time is disclose. And if you're a U.S. citizen. So, yeah, I just wanted to mention that real quick. All right, cool. Thanks for the intro, DeLoyal. Uh, Fitlink, you want to give us an intro on what your project is and the proposal? Yeah, sure. Hi, everyone. This is Paul from Fitlink. Um, thanks for having me. Good to be here. So um, Fitlink is slightly different to, I, I guess, the majority of projects launching right now is that we're already we're already an established business. We've, we're a Web2 business. We've been around we're coming up for five years now um, and have been on the sort of on the fence, really, about dipping our toe into Web3 for some time, um, being a spectator, really. Um, Fitlink, from a Web2 point of view, does a few things. Um, we, have, we, have, we have a few products. We have a straight up B2C um, app, which um, allows people to track activity, things like running, walking, swimming. And then we reward people with our own Fitlink points. Those points are used to rank people in leaderboards, but also those points can be spent on rewards. Um, we have a load of... Um, a ton of gamification mechanics built in. Everything we do is just trying to get people moving, to get people outside, to get them a bit more fit, healthier, and happier. Um, we also have, from a Web2 side, a B2B version, so more like a corporate well, well-being platform. Um, it's the same app that everybody else can use, but this time we have a dashboard. So uh, someone from HR normally would uh, run or manage a, a well-being campaign um, so we give them all the digital tools to do that um, and then we there's an, another angle which is healthy buildings where landlords are trying to get all of their massive huge office blocks um, a bit more sort of 
well-being focus to look after the, the tenants of the of the buildings. So uh, we work with, with um, some large uh, landlords as well. Uh, again, same app, um, same technology, but just getting the the people inside of the building moving more is is the idea really. So that's sort of Web two version. And like I say, um, been looking at uh, some of these. Uh, the, the, the closest thing that we we're similar to in Web three is obviously the move to earn apps that you that you see a lot of nowadays. Um, so at the start of this year, or the tail end of last year, obviously we saw a few of the uh, these move to earn projects uh, take off, um, which is what got uh, our attention really. Um, thinking now might be a good time to to come on board. So yeah, we know of there's quite a few move to earn projects now, and some have you know done extremely well, some not so well. Some follow different sort of tokenomic models. Some just copy each other. Um, but yeah, so we we spent, I, I guess, the majority of this year um, researching, looking at what's happening, the different blockchains, technology, um, and then sort of identifying, um, you know, uh, an opportunity for us, a gap in the market for us. Um, so. The transition from Web two to Web three, you know, there's there's basically some straight up feature swaps. Uh, I mentioned before our Web two version, we reward users with points, so we already have a form of currency because those points have some value, and people have earned those points and they spend those points on something. So there's some form of currency going on anyway. So that just seems like a straight then a bit of a no brainer um, to sort of transition that over and actually have a proper real currency. Um, which actually has proper value, which, you know, um, th- th- that would make the whole of FitLink much more powerful. Um, so, and then obviously moving things onto a blockchain is, is definitely a more secure way of handling people's health data. I think every single uh, major medical organization in the world right now is scrambling to do something with all this medical data and uh, getting on the blockchain or accessing it via the blockchain is uh, is the way to go for sure. Um, so, yes, yeah, so all these things aligned, all the stars aligned of all of these different things. And we decided that yeah, now is the time to uh, to enter Web3. Um, and so, yeah, we, we spent uh, our time researching different blockchains. Um, and, yeah, we, we know the Kajira guys. We've been, been on our radar for a long time now. We've just seen, yeah, how the growth, the mentality of the team, the community—it just seems like a natural fit for us. It's where we want to be. Um, so, and there's there's other sort of um, you know network partners within Kajira we, we want to partner with as well. Um, so, yeah, we're really excited to announce um, that we want to join Kajira. Um, it's it's a slightly different thing, you know. We're we are a fitness app uh, predominantly. Our main goal is, you know, our mission is to get the world fit, healthy, and happy. Um, we want to get people moving, you know. Uh, so we'll do any do anything we can to just get people moving and paying them to move. Just seems like the best way of doing that. Um, so yeah, but, uh, just touching myself there. So like I say, I'm Paul from Fitlink. Um, been around the block a few times. It's not my first rodeo. I've launched way too many startups and way too many have failed but that's really good because i've learned a lot in the failing had some successes as well um but yeah just love love product love shipping uh love growing things love and love the whole sort of web free um 
I suppose the whole vibe you get now of, of just building and and the support you get from each other is is, is a much friendlier place than than Web two for sure. Um, yeah, I think that covers everything. Great, thanks for the intro. Um, we did also get Eris Protocol, who hasn't quite launched a proposal yet. Um, so if you guys can talk right after uh, DeFi Lunatic, who is going to introduce SRL um, Finance. Thanks. Sure. Hey, I'm a DeFi fanatic uh, from SRL Finance. I've been involved in DeFi for a while. Uh, obviously, as my name suggests, I'm a bit of a fanatic for it. Um, but I've found that for the most part, DeFi doesn't allow you to leverage stuff enough, which massively reduces um, capital efficiency. And it kind of makes doing things like buying a mortgage on a property kind of impossible right now um because you and it's nice to to make it so that loans can kind of pay themselves off makes it easier for the user to use it so what we'll be focusing on is allowing anyone to take hopefully any yield bearing assets and take out a loan against it that will instantly repay itself well not instantly but will repay itself they'll be given the timeline to repay itself um, I think someone brought up kinetic finance. So UI wise, it'll be kind of similar to that. But unlike kinetic, you will not be able to take out loans against your stablecoin deposits. Um, mostly because I don't think that actually makes financial sense. I don't think that you know there's any way to make that fundamentally sound and sustainable. But yeah, so we're hoping to make a yield. The first debt marketplace on Jira, and then also the first TWAM, which is a time-weighted average market maker exchange on Kajira. Sweet. Thanks for the quick intro. And Eris, if you guys can speak a little on your maybe potential proposal. Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, I'm Philip from Eris Protocol. Uh, we are long in the software business, usually TreadFi. Um, but uh, since start of the year, we, we have developed DeFi platforms or apps. And right now we are in the process of developing a liquid staking protocol. We have launched on Terra and Terra Classic. And we also want to launch on Kuchira. And while on Kuchira, there, the liquid staking um, is at, I don't know, 2% uh, annually. We don't expect a high advantage for, uh, API wise. Um, but you will still have all the other advantages from using liquid staking. So you can, for example, use it as collateral in some apps like the SRL uh, proposing. Um, also, it's quite tax efficient. Uh, for example, we are based in Germany. And uh, for us, it's, it, it will be a headache to have uh, stake Kuchira as an asset because each time we will receive some kind of rewards. We have to tax them um, from the moment we receive it. So that means uh, each day we have, I don't know, 20, 30 uh, tax, um, yeah, tax uh, things we, we have to, to report. So um, our staking protocol will all automatically auto-compound every received um, asset uh, to Kuchira and restake it, and you still have access to it. Um, with 21 days unbounding period. Or, or how long was it in, in Kuchira? I think a little bit shorter. Two weeks, 14 days. Exactly. So this is our main product. Um, we also think about launching a couple of different products as well. So some things um, that help um, or 
that provide some kind of additional value uh, to the liquid staking because liquid staking is only uh, the first part. You always need some kind of borrowing, lending, um, collateralization is always uh, also important. Um, but we will also launch some kind of yield, um, yeah, yield conversion uh, tools, something like you can deposit your MCUCI in some pool and you can extract the yield and donate it or use it for DCAing into other uh, cryptocurrencies or something like that and yeah we, we don't have any proposal up yet because um for for launching uh, we don't expect the community to fund us um but um we might open a proposal later on um if we want to provide some kind of liquidity uh if, if the community can provide some kind of liquidity because then it is easier to be usable in uh, collateralization um or even so for, for launching, of course, we will need some kind of small proposal, um, but we are quite there already. So our contracts are ready to deploy and only the UI needs to be done. Great, thanks. Um, I think the next question uh, is mostly directed towards uh, SRL Finance and DLoyal since they're the ones that actually requested funds. If I'm not mistaken, FitLink, you guys are basically ready to launch. Um, Correct, Am I yeah. wrong there? Great. That's yeah, right. So, yeah. Nice funding. Great. So if we can just kind of go to Deloyal um, and SRL Finance, kind of use of funds has been a big debate in the past proposals. Um, if you guys can walk us through that a little bit, uh, the reasons why you requested, the amounts you requested, how that's going to be used, if we can keep it short, and then uh, we'll, we'll move on. Thanks. Yeah. For, for our proposal, we listed, you know, what the funds are going to be used for. So the major ones are going to be obviously development and infrastructure. So me personally too. So I'm actually going to be losing money even with these funds. So um, since basically since Friday, I'm making 20,000 less per month um, until we, you know, get a profit from this. So that's after taxes. And but but yeah, it's all listed in the proposal for ours. And yeah, like no surprise, it's development expenses. And we especially so the the blockchain development, we we have different versions. So the the first payout like mechanism we're doing is we're a single signer and paying out to all the wallets. But next versions are. You know, we're going to be doing that every five days. So Ethereum already has a tool called Multisend, and you essentially upload a sheet. So we're able to get that sheet of data from our tool. And But obviously, with APIs, we're going to make that automatic. And then also, we're adding multi-sig fun functionality to it to where it's just where we can actually have a signature of the advertiser of the business too so we don't have to like manually go for them like ask like you know how do these transactions look to you and then get their their signature so instead yeah we just get their their signature and and then batch transaction if you know after the first few times they're like all right you know we we're fine with these moving forward and, and do a, a batch transaction signature so that if they want to have the next ones already signed, then they can do so. So that's something cool with the the blockchain development. 
um, that that part hasn't been started at all. The developer's waiting. His name's Max. He's really good. So yeah, that's that's it. Mainly the development, and then this too. You know, to ensure quality. I don't know if you uh, some of you know, but search engines, for example, they actually have people manually go check things sometimes to ensure quality. So that's why we also have the budget for affiliate QA analysis and just helping with the onboarding of them. So it's, you know, you can't automate anything. That's everything. That's, that's what Tesla learned. And that's why Google, they still have their manual action and they, they always will. So part of the funds are going to that. And yeah, the first milestone is, is going to be the beta launch. And then the second milestone is going to be, you know, as many apps as possible in the Kajira ecosystem. So we're already talking with a few and we have a meeting later this week with, with Calc. And yeah, so that's, that's what the funds are for. And yeah. Great. Thanks for that. Um, yeah. Um, go with DeFi land. I will say too, real quick, something important. Um, so 10,000 of that too is going to pay out affiliates, like 10,000 of that. So most affiliate networks, they have a payout pool. That's that way you're able to pay out more quickly. Like you, you don't have to wait on the, the advertiser to send it to you, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we have a pool where the funds are ready to go. That way we get y'all paid out much more quickly than legacy affiliate networks, which pay out every two weeks, sometimes every month or two months. So. So yeah, ten thousand of that too is not even going to us. Thanks for that breakdown. Um, yeah, go for it. Uh, Defile an attic. Yeah. So for our project SRL Finance, it's almost all going to find uh, to development. A very small portion will be used to contact a lawyer and figure out exactly um, what we're allowed to do um, in relation to paying back Kajira. So. You know, if it's directly giving them a bunch of coins, if it's doing buybacks, um, et cetera, if it's giving a token, um, whatever, we're giving away 10%. I'm just not entirely sure how that's going to look. So we'll launch a proposal on that. But mostly it's going to uh, a developer, myself, and one other developer who will be a little more than part-time. And then we'll be getting some outsourced help for the front end to make sure everything looks super, super nice for everyone. Um, so mostly just four months of development across one to two people. Great. Thanks for breaking that down. Um, we'll ask uh, some specific questions to each project now, and then we'll give some time for uh, some questions from the audience as well. Um, Unless you guys wanted to kind of point something else out, bring something else up that we missed, um, I'll just get on with some more specific questions. I don't have anything else. Nothing for me. Thank you. Cool. Um, so I want to ask Fitlink uh, kind of why they wanted to match DeFi and Kuji with uh, fitness. Um, you know, most of the other apps have been very DeFi focused. Kujira is very DeFi focused. Uh, NFTs have been mostly going towards uh, Stargaze and other places because of this. Um, just wanted to kind of hear you out, uh, give you some space to, you know, get get an understanding on that. Yeah, sure. Um, so 
we spent, like I say, most of this year doing a lot of research, and some of that was into blockchains and and, and different paths that we can take as a, as a business. Um, I'm not going to lie, we we. Some blockchains we just ruled out immediately. Some we got deep into conversations with and had lots of intros with, um, and then some um, we we were you know pretty much ready to move on with. But sometimes sometimes you've got to do these things with your heart a little bit, and something doesn't feel right. And you know the, what you're hearing, what you're seeing, just doesn't quite fit with you know the direction of your own company. And that's what happened to us. So we were sort of we were thinking about launching with with Polygon actually, um, but they're, they're sort of so, so big now and they're going off in a different direction and um, potentially not able to offer the support that we might want or need. Um, so, and like I, said, I've, I know the, I know the, the Kajira guys, I've known them for some time now. I know, you know, the, the mentality uh, and just the sheer speed in which they ship and, and build matches FitLink. That's how we, that's how we operate. You know, we, we want to be shipping quickly. Um, and so, yeah, I've always sort of been looking at Kajira and it just, and, and the, and as, as, as it's literally exploding, the, the community and, and the different projects uh, launching and growing, um, well aware that obviously it's very DeFi focused at the moment but obviously the core of the web free version of of fitlink is very defi as in we're using finance in you know in a different way we're using it to sort of get people healthier so the the, the best way of using it in my opinion um but if i'm not if i'm answering your question correctly there but but yeah in short we did a lot of research from us, Kajira, it just has the right feel. It's the right vibe, uh, just from a community point of view, uh, from a technology point of view, how, how rapidly they ship and build matches our speed as well. Um, they're of a good size that, that, that we feel comfortable with. They're not too big. Um, and someone that we can grow with. You know, We want we to grow together in, in these things. Um, so that, that, that's why. Uh, I had a follow-up question for you um i know you you said you're established in web two. um how many users do you have you know roundabout figure or whatever operating now using the app and then i know every time i get in discussions with people about um uses of of uh web three and why they should come this way i mean why make the move into web three i mean what what is the difference i mean i know the differences but why make the move, if that makes sense? Yes, it does. Yeah. Um, so, active users right now, we have around six and a half thousand B two C users, and they're actively using the app. Many, many more downloads, obviously, uh, many more profiles, but active users about six and a half thousand. Um, businesses, we're sort of close to. I think the number is thirty-two right now. Of businesses on board, and some of those some of those businesses have uh, up to a hundred thousand staff uh, members. Um, and some some businesses we work with are small startups which have ten people working there. So this is a real uh, sort of spread. Um, but a solid amount, you know. We know sort of that there are much much bigger apps out there with with huge amount of users but all of our growth has been organic we've done very little marketing it's all sort of word of mouth when one fitlink user uses uh, fitlink um, inside the app the way 
design and build is to encourage them to invite their friends to join them to compete with their friends um so that's what happens you will see you know you'll get one person download shortly followed by a handful of other downloads and it's normally because they've invited and they're, they're all competing together in the league um so yeah that's the sort of the the user stats um and then the next one was um why yeah why web free um so yeah for me it just feels like logical progression um as from one of our core features inside the app, one of the number one ways of getting people to move to get them fit and healthy, uh, it was to reward them with points. So they, they earn their points by um, tracking activities. Those points hold some value, but there's a load of gamification. They can see that they can spend those points on some rewards. Rewards might be uh, you know 20% off Under Armour voucher. Uh, it's not the best reward in the world, but something which is which is worth it um they know that they've got to go and you know stay active for a couple of weeks do some runs get their steps up whatever it may be to unlock that reward so there's value in those points that they build up um, and like i said that to me that that's a that's a currency you know a crude form of a currency really there's value in those points and they're spending those points um but we've always known that that's as far as we can take it. And we've always felt that it would be so much more powerful if that currency was actually a real currency, that, it, that they hold more value, that when you're out running or, or tracking a walk or doing a swim, that you're literally getting paid to do that. You're getting paid to be healthy, which is sort of the, the, the psychological part of it, the mindset we want people are used to feel. Um, so, yeah, that's sort of why we even started thinking about, you know, soon – this it's all going that way but when, when do we join when do we get into it like i say we've, we've seen some projects really sort of take off so we felt the timing was right um and i think you know with with a, a global pandemic um everybody's very very conscious of their health and trying to do something about it so that felt like it's the right time as well but yeah so in a nutshell it just felt that some of our core features anyway by moving into Web3, we'll just be supercharged and be made much, much better. Um, and and then the, the last thing was uh, secure data. You know, we, we always know that we're trying to handle a lot of people's health data. We handle it very safely right now. And we, we make sure that the user controls and owns that data. Um, but, you know, using blockchain, I think, general joe blogs on the street understands that blockchain is very safe and secure so accessing your health data uh, via a blockchain again just seems like a real safe future-proof way of 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 sort of building out that that feature of, of fitlink as well so the points that they earn in your app that's only spendable in your app for you know the different things that you have for sale in there or is there are they going to be able to you know move it into fin say and sell it and move it out through Cato with usk and back to their bank account is that am i i don't know too much about move to earn or any of yeah. this just curious yeah yes potentially that that's that's what we want to do with it right now they can't do that obviously and that's another reason it's, it's fairly closed off you know people earn their fit link points they can only spend those points on a, on a few select things it's just the things that we have uh sort of got for them um and a lot of our rewards right now if i'm being completely honest with you they're, they're not the best they're not hugely valuable because we have to fund them we have to sort of um find them so we, what we end up doing is negotiating deals with larger brands 
um, and we sell them the concept. We sell them the vision of of what these rewards mean to our users, i.e., that people go and earn these rewards, as in they've they've run a hundred miles, they've they've walked you know two hundred thousand steps, whatever it may be, but they've really gone to some effort to earn these points. So therefore the reward they get needs to be really, really good. Um, and from, from a reward partner's point of view, they're getting some loyal customers as well who've earned, you know, they've gone out, they've, they've, they've earned the reward, they've redeemed the reward, and now they become a customer of that reward partner. But like I say, we've always, those rewards have never been the best because we have to negotiate them. We have to fund them ourselves. Um, then moving to web three, it, everything changes. The rewards can be very, very valuable. Um, um, then, like you said before, people don't have to go and purchase the rewards. They could just uh, withdraw their withdraw the um, their, their beef. Beef is the currency. We'll, we'll be launching our own token, so people can earn their beef. It so points get replaced with beef. It people go and earn beef. It by getting active and getting healthy, and then they'll be able to withdraw, swap, and and literally cash out that as, as uh, in a fear if they wanted to we'll obviously do a lot to make to try and stop them from doing that we don't want that to happen so our intention is that the sort of the bigger roadmap plan here is to create our own bitlink ecosystem whereby the beefit that you earn you're you you spend back into the ecosystems so you're spending that on things like um, PT, yoga sessions, uh, mindfulness sessions, gym membership, rewards, um, health insurance. So there's a long list of things that you can then purchase with your BFIT that you would normally do anyway, which just keeps sort of everything inside of our own ecosystem and not leaking. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, like my kids, they play Roblox and they always want to buy Robux. And if I could send them outside and tell them to run around the block three times to earn some money, that'd be pretty sweet <laughs> yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah it, it is a no-brainer you know the, so my my thing is so like I'm, I'm i've been deep in this for five years yeah personally it's it's, it's i i love it um it, it's not just about smashing 10k and you know running marathons it's just overall well-being it's just getting enough sleep drinking enough water eating the right foods enough movement into your day like i said it's not smashing 10k it's just walking around the block a couple of times that's all we need to do but as humans we are so lazy and motivation is not our friend. You know, motivation is never there to get you out the door to go and do something which you know, which you know is very, very healthy and good for you. Um, but the thought of getting paid to do that, to earn something for doing that, then that changes it up. All of a sudden, we're quite willing to go outside and walk around a block a few times to earn something for it. And if what we're earning is literally cash, currency, then what better way to do it? It's the best way to motivate anybody to get fit and healthy. Thanks, thanks for that breakdown and uh, explainer. Um, I did want to ask some, some other questions to some other of the projects that are here with us. Um, as for all finance, uh, this one's a little tricky, um, but if there were liquid staked assets with USK, uh, what becomes your value proposition? Um, because it seems like liquid staked assets you know, that they earn rewards, they kind of have a self-repaying loan, they're volatile assets as well. Um, so what's the value proposition there? Yeah, so the first thing is we're going to support uh, stablecoins outside of USK. So um, I don't know how USDC versus USK lending rates will work, but that's, that's one option. Um, another option is we'll probably be more aggressive 
in adding stablecoin or in adding stakes pairs than Kajira will be. I can't guarantee that, but I think those are the two biggest for us is um, different stablecoins and being more aggressive on what you can use as collateral. And when you say different stablecoins, it's only on the borrow side, right? Uh, people can't actually use them as collateral. No, no, we won't be allowing stablecoin collateral at first. Um, if there is demand for it, can do that. But I don't really see the point of depositing a stablecoin to withdraw a stablecoin. Um, doesn't seem like there's going to be a lot of benefit there for anyone. I guess the side there is the self-repaying loan. Things like Alchemix and Kinetic had that. Um, you know, you have your savings. Your savings are paying off your loan um, on what they earn. That's kind of the, the thing there. Um, so how yeah, I are guess, you guys? I guess you could technically arbitrage stablecoin yields. So it would be it would be very simple to implement if we wanted to implement lending and borrowing. Um, I just hadn't thought there was a ton of use, but if people want that, that's no additional development for us. Great. And how are you guys going to have liquidity for the borrow side? Um, uh, we think it'll kind of just, oh, for the borrow side. I mean, so people who want to stake on their Kajira, although I assume once liquid staking on Kajira comes along, they will probably support that. But for borrowing, anyone who wants to leverage massively. So, you know, if you want to do a three, four, five X leverage on Kajira because you're super, super bullish, that would incentivize you to borrow. Yeah. Uh, but all of your income or all of the money that's getting locked on SRL finance comes from volatile assets. Uh, where is the stable coins that you're lending out coming from? Oh, just anyone who wants a relatively risk free earning. So because we're using a curve-based thing, I think if our yields become significantly higher than something like Ave on Ethereum, I think we'll see users end up bridging over their assets to take advantage of our higher rates. Um, so I assume that we'll basically rate-wise reach a consensus across the major lending protocols. Okay, cool. So you have two sides. You have a side where people can come and borrow, and then you have the lending side where people can deposit, simply lend, but cannot use it as collateral. Am I correct? That is 100% correct. Cool. Thanks. Thanks for that. Um, next, Eris protocol. I, I wanted to ask, right now you're on Luna, and you guys got AMP Luna, if I'm not mistaken. Um, what would you look to bring to Kujira uh, with, with your next steps? Um, so, okay, so we want to launch uh, Mcucci, so it is similar to Mpluna, so it's a completely separate uh, smart contract deployed on the Kuchira network. Uh, we will first deploy it on the testnet, of course, um, and uh, we also deploy some kind of routing mechanism because for the protocol itself, we will need uh, to swap uh, any kind of asset we will receive as staking rewards to Kuchira for restaking. Um, so we also provide some kind of multi-hop router. It's it's quite common in on the Terra ecosystem that uh, you have some kind of DEXs that support that. And uh, it would be awesome to have it on Kuchira as well because then any smart contract can swap uh, through multiple pairs uh, through FIN, for example. So you can swap any kind of token available on the FIN 
uh, decks. And the second thing we will be doing is uh, we will bring Amp Luna also to Kuchira. So we also have it already on Kuchira network because it's completely permissionless to get tokens there. And uh, we also want uh, to bring over some kind of liquidity. And ideally, if, if, if Team Kuchira is also interested, getting it also as collateral. Um, also for SRL finance is, is also quite interesting for us, of course, um, to get Ampluna in there uh, so they can extract some kind of value and use it for borrowing. Uh, thanks for that. Um, I think a very important question when it comes to Kujira is the commitment to sustainable yield and how you guys are going to bring value to the platform itself. Um, as we know, most of the protocols are about creating a revenue share and sustainability for the overall ecosystem. So if you guys can just spend uh, one to two minutes kind of with your value proposition there, that'd be great. Um, Deloyal, if you can start. Yeah, so definitely like our whole project is increasing total revenue, you know, with these affiliates that bringing users that otherwise wouldn't have came or wouldn't have came as much. And this is why Web2 companies use affiliate marketing and referral marketing is because it brings higher total revenue even after you pay out the commissions. So yeah, definitely that's like the backbone of our value commission. And then, so that's with the referral network and two with D will refer 10% of our revenue is going to Coogee Stakers, even though our whole goal is to increase the total revenue. So it's like a, a double bonus regarding that. And 10% for us is high because again, it's not gonna be like a business you can totally automate. You know, we're gonna have to have some actual people which comes with higher costs. So yeah, those are the, the two major points to bring higher revenue and ultimately higher yield for Kajira stakers, but additionally, still 10% of our revenue is also going to Kajira stakers. Okay, thanks. So 10% of the revenue is going to stakers um, in terms of the uh, people that are referred to the platform and brought on. Um, yeah, yeah uh, even like everything with Dewu Refer, like we're also gonna have a, a marketplace for, you know, say some projects, even if they have a designer, even, even if they have designer, especially if they don't, you know, say for these marketing campaigns, their designer is focused on other design projects, not really for the marketing collateral for their offer. Then we're going to have a marketplace for designers, marketers, business developers, whatever can help, you know, promote their offer. There's going to be a marketplace where the projects can also pay like, you know, a fee to have a professional do the marketing collateral for, for them. So that's also revenue for Devo Refer. So 10% of that as well is going to go to Kajira Stakers. So, so it's what you said, plus stuff like that. Okay, thanks. Um, Fitlink, can you explain a little on how you plan to support sustainability in the ecosystem? Hi, um, so yeah, um, sustainability in the ecosystem. Um, at the moment, We've got sort of uh, two ways of rewarding stakers right now. At, at the start, we're going to be um, airdropping, just traditional sense of airdropping. And we're also looking at the um, 
So just taking a, back, a, a couple of steps back there. So um, I missed this point earlier, actually, um, when I was talking, when I was discussing FitLink. So we have a, a B2B uh, revenue model already live, you know. So our, like I say, our B2C users are free individuals that download the app and it's all for free. Our B2B users pay $5 per active user per month. And like I say, some of those businesses have thousands of employees. Um, so that's our revenue model right there. Um, what, we're, what we'll be doing is, um, sharing um, some of the revenue there with with uh, the Kajira community. Um, we're working with the Kajira guys, just trying to work out, um, you know, what the figures might look like and how we do that. But there'll be um, uh, that's predominantly where it's coming from. So our B two B sales revenue from the sales will, will be shared, and then also inside of the app, from a B two C point of view, any um, B fit which is minted. Um, we'll also be sharing a um, uh, percentage of that with, with stakers too. So there's a few different angles there really to sort of um, to look after the community, um, but it's still just slightly too early to sort of put any hard numbers on them right now. We're literally going through it at the moment, modeling things right now to make sure we get the numbers right. We want them to be attractive um, and, and work, and, but also sustainable for, for both sides, for our side and for the Kajira side as well. And if that answers your question or not. Okay, thanks. Yeah, it generally covers um, how, how you want. You're going to do a revenue share. Um, thanks. Yes, uh, yes, yeah, yeah, revenue share, yeah. And that, uh, up front, though, will be airdrops as well. So, you know, air, airdropping initially. And then when we get into it, um, revenue share from uh, from B2B revenue. And then also any uh, BFIT minting uh, fees will be shared as well. Okay, thanks. Uh, we'll circle back to that airdrop mention and to the token in a bit. Um, but I do want to hear from uh, DeFi Lunatic on SRL Finance and how they want to be part of the ecosystem. Yeah, so from the SRL Finance, personally, being, uh, we'll have three well, three main revenue streams. We'll have fees on the lending, we'll have Orca liquidation fees, um, and then we'll also have the TWAM exchange fees so those should all give us sustainable revenue streams um that are all correlated with how many assets under management we have and then as far as making sure that kajira is sustainable and trying to help make them more sustainable our proposal is that so from a u.s dollar point of view the community fund will hopefully remain the same after we repay our um, loan and then we'll also be helping or uh, Kajira make more fees by using Orca, which they get 0.5%, I believe. On and then finally, we'll be giving Kajira 10% of our revenue um, to help make to help benefit the community. Okay, and we'll also drive demand for Kajira tokens by allowing people to take out loans against take Kajira. Okay, thank you. And yeah, finally, Eris, and then I'll circle back. Okay, so um, our fee structure is quite simple because we don't have any token or we, and we don't plan to land, launch any tokens. Um, we will charge a 5% management fee only uh, based on the rewards. Um, we will use, uh, it, it really depends because uh, in Kuchira, the staking rewards are still quite low and with time they will increase, of course. Um, and based on that, we will also reduce the fee um, it's usually the operations um, because we auto compound daily. Um, it, it also takes some kind of yeah some kind of fees 
we, we bring in or we, we, we have to pay. Um, but otherwise, we want to launch other products around our liquid staking protocol and all these other products will um, send some parts of the feed to Mluna users, uh, Mcucci users. So um, if you launch, for example, the Amp extractor, the fees generated from there will also be de delegated to Mcucci user. Okay, thank you for that. Um, I, I just want to be clear on this. Uh, we, we got two big validators here, Rec Validators and KujiDAO. Um, and as you mentioned, the Kuji staking rewards are currently low, and that has to do directly tied with usage of the platform fees and how those fees are distributed. So the revenue share and the kind of ecosystem highly depends on how these apps and new protocols that launch integrate with the ecosystem in terms of having this shared profitability and proper real yield. So it's very important to kind of have uh, a clear message on how that's going to be shared and done moving forward. Um, so thank you for that. I did want to jump back to Fitlink about their token. Um, I want and kind of what what is the incentive for users outside of Fitlink to get the token um, and understand that? Um, good question. I mean, initially to start off with, obviously um, the only holders of token will be users of Fitlink. Um, but I guess like any project, there'll be um, people who aware of the growth and can see real value uh, driving up the token price um so speculative you know buyers will 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 be attracted to that who don't necessarily have to be a, be a fitlink user um what we will do though is we'll do everything to uh, we'll do everything in our power to attract those to everybody to become a fitlink user so it'll be, it'll be far more attractive to to be getting fit and healthy um, um whilst holding your your be fit um but yeah i guess like any you know successful projects as the project does good so does the sort of the token so any um you know speculative audiences looking will see that there's there's real value in the token and would want to buy as well all right I, i'm just trying to ask because especially with kujira it's an order book model it's not a liquidity pool so if there are no buyers um the token is just frozen there because there are essentially only sell orders and the token cannot move but also the, there's no liquidity for that token uh as well so understanding understanding where those buyers would be coming from is important yeah, no, totally. So we'll always have the other side, the B2B revenue come in. So we'll always have um, that that side, the, the, which is not dependent on the token. You know, the, the, that revenue is coming in because there's companies and businesses out there that want to get their workforces healthy. Um, so, so that's that that that's our sort of saving grace, really. That's what we've always got there to 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 keep um, buying and and keeping the the sort of the token sales going. Um, so yeah, they, they'll. There will never be, a, unless you know, we run out of customers, which we won't because right now every single business in this planet is trying to get their workforce fit and healthy. But, um, but yeah, as long as we've got customers out there who are, who are, who are doing that, then, then we'll have sales. So your customers have to buy the BFIT token? Um, in, in a way, there'll be, there'll, be mechanics inside of, there'll be mechanics inside of the app where um, they, are, they will be, again, it's, this is fairly all, it's 
fairly new, as in we're working through this now. Um, but there will be mechanics inside of the app where we would um, incentivize even businesses to to hold, um, as uh, which would which could potentially unlock a discount in their subscription to to, to Fitlink. Um, so yeah, the, that's potentially one one way of of covering that off. Um, like I say, it's. I might be stuttering here a little bit because this subject is is currently what we're talking about now. We're discussing of the uh, the Kajira guys, and you've you've sort of gone right to the to the heart of of a of a problem we're we're trying to sort of work through right now. Um, I say problem more of a challenge. Um, we're nearly, nearly there, but um, not quite there yet with it. But yeah, understand that that is sort of getting that right is the sort of the key to success, really. Um, I have a question, really quick. So there's going to be a token in-app on your platform and then is there going to be another token is that what we're saying here that will be on the blockchain or are those are they interchangeable one token um at the the moment again you know these economics are always up for discussion and and um and and need to be scrutinized to make sure they're they're bulletproof but right now we're saying one token um for, for everything gotcha i mean does your token even need to come on the blockchain, I mean, it could just stay in app. Yeah, that's days. Yeah, we've we've gone through that um, scenario as well. That's that's, that's come up. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I think at the moment because the, the direction we're taking and and that we see this, we see the token being um, something which isn't just inside of the Fitlink app as such. It's sort of more of a, an ecosystem token which can be spent um, elsewhere. Um, and that's part of our sort of our, our long-term roadmap here is that some of our reward partners or service providers, um, we will encourage and ask them to also support the token as well. Um, so that's why it's sort of like it, it needs to be its own token on, on the chain for, for those longer term um, plans. Right on. I'm understanding now. <clears throat> we don't want to grind you too much. Um, you said you're still working on it. And no, all stuff. good. All, all, all good, you know. Um, but you guys are going straight to the to the to the right questions. You know, the questions that we're trying to we're trying to sort of answer right now. Um, but no, all good. No, all, all good. I mean, you can ask me to ask you questions. Zulian goes straight for the jugular. He is, uh, <laughs> he's ruthless. I'm, I'm easy. I'm easy. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah I'd to rather, be yeah. fair, I, I'll probably press you in the proposals. Um, I mean, yes. you could just be going with USK instead of a completely new token, but it is all out of love and I, I wish all the projects the best. No, totally. Questioning's good, you know, because it makes it makes us think. It makes yeah, answering all your questions um, clearly and succinctly with with good answers is is what we what we're here to do. Um, if we can't answer them, then, then then the projects are no good. So no, all good with the questions, and I know it's all it's all coming from a good place. No problem. Yeah, thanks for answering. Um, Eris Protocol, uh, you guys are kind of a little bit. Um, focusing on this rebalancing, but you did mention some type of lawyers and stuff. And I know that the community was, and as soon as they hear law and lawyers and they, they kind of jump up. So if you guys can kind of explain why you need to bring that in, um, that, that'd be great. Uh, what, what do you mean about lawyers? I, I believe you said. No, uh, no, it was someone else. I oh, think SRL, right? Was it SRL? Oh, my bad. 
Oh, we just wanted to make sure that we didn't get into trouble with the feds based on how we distribute funds to Kajira. Um, because there's some issues with directly paying dividends to people, um, potentially. So I just want to make sure I got up in jail. So I'm just going to see if we might have to do a buyback of Kajira and burn it. Um, that's all we'll be using the lawyer for. There won't be any central management going on. That's just how we're returning value. Okay, so does that include the revenue share as well? Yeah, so that, that's the revenue share will be 10%. Um, I just need a lawyer to make sure how we'll do the 10%. And when we decide on a 10%, I will put it up for a vote in some capacity for the Kajira people to make sure everyone thinks it's fair. And if they don't like it, I'll go back to the drawing board and come up with something else. All right, thank you very much. Um, unless there's something else that uh, you guys want to bring up, I will leave uh, some space for the audience to come up and ask some more questions. Um, so if anyone in the audience does want to come up, do request. Happy to bring you guys up, get the Kajira community involved. I know that V has been patiently waiting for the past hour. I am a little cautious to bring him up, but I'll give him a chance. I had a question before V gets up here. Um, for V Loyal, could you, you know, Break it down in layman's terms for me. Um, you know, I'm not a marketer or <clears throat> anything like that. I'm just just an easy way for you know a casual person to understand what it is that you're building there. Yeah, so it's an affiliate network, and affiliate networks brings together the advertisers, basically the projects that want to promote their their products and affiliates who promote those offers basically their their products etc and affiliates bring the users that complete the desired action for that project and then they're paid a set commission that the advertiser you know put in the offer and that's essentially it at a high level and yeah so it's basically like a recruitment type thing. Uh, and you seek out somebody that has followers that are into using such a product, something like that. Is that right? And then, they yeah, it can, it can be, yeah, definitely like they, so this is what's cool about our affiliate types and novel is that affiliate networks like Rakuten. So they were a sponsor of Barcelona. They've done really well. And, they are very selective with their affiliates because large brands, they just want to be selective to avoid things like affiliate link spamming, etc. Other companies don't care so much about that. They'll let anybody join, but many are selective. And with our different referral types, so yeah, you, you have the influencer to where people already you know follow them and trust them with pretty much anything they're willing to promote and then you have an abetted affiliate so these are people who do not have a large audience like an influencer but with as it relates to the project that they want to promote they post regularly they have a good they basically don't spam there's no obvious spam in their social profile and then so people that don't qualify for that or just don't want to do the v affiliate 
you know, how can we include them in the affiliate marketing process without having spam? So that is the fourth tier. I didn't mention the second because it didn't apply to this question, but I can talk about that after. But the fourth is affiliate. So this is how your average person who's still passionate, but really, you know, just pushing on social media isn't their thing. And they're able to promote it in person. And the way we're able to keep that in check and prevent spamming is having a conversion rate. So, for example, it can be 30%. So they need to show the product or show present the conversion when that person is ready to convert. So I have friends. I'll talk about crypto with them. And then I'm sure we've all done it. but you take someone to the app and you have them do the desired action. And the good thing about this conversion rate, not only does it prevent spam, but some of the projects just aren't there yet for a UI and UX that people are used to with Web2. So also it promotes walking people through just the onboarding they're not used to. And they're able to get a reward, whereas otherwise they would have been barred from that, from a networks like Rakuten, et cetera. So those are the, the different types and how we're able to be more inclusive while prohibiting spam. And yeah, so it can be presenting to somebody who's inside crypto, outside of crypto, whether they have interests or not. But depending on the referral type, the, the referrer type. It's like whether they have interest or not, it's just, you know, if an influencer says it, they didn't have interest before, but suddenly now they do because someone they really like does it. Or if your friend, you know, they, they know you and you tell them and then they're interested, then you walk them through the conversion when they're ready to be converted, right? So not like unnecessary shilling or spamming. And yeah, so that's how we're able to be more inclusive while preventing, preventing spam and also helping the kind of onboarding process with, with crypto in general. And one of the, one of the reasons we chose Kajira is because Dove has a UI background and that's one of their major focuses. So they're, their products and they're creating a culture within the ecosystem to have a really good UI and UX, which is good for onboarding. So yeah, that's, that's like more details about our refer types and how it differentiates from legacy solutions. Okay. So just listening to you there, I'm picturing this. Well, like you said, you have a meeting with Calc later in the week. So I'm picturing that I go and I can see a job board. So, for, can I ask know, for, hmm? so I'm picturing that there's a recruitment board and one of them uh, is Jimmy, one. Cause... Yeah, Corto, we'll get to you in a second. Uh, Thanks. Is onboarding uh, calculators. And so I have to invite my brother over and I walk him through how to, <clears throat> you know, uh, deposit and set up a DCA model for himself. And then I guess it would punch in some kind of referral code or something like that. Is that, is that the gist of it all? 
I got you. Yeah. So we're going to have different link types. So yeah, he'll either click a link. You would just message him the link real quick. So that's what most people do. Like years ago, I did this for a friend. Like this was 2017 before Ethereum exploded. I've sent him my, my Coinbase link, right? Or um, whatever link it was at the time. But yeah, you can send a link. Or if you're in person, we're going to have QR codes too. They can just scan a QR code, which access the clicking on the link, access the, the affiliate link. So yeah, that, that's correct. That's basically the flow. And then they go and complete the action. Okay. Okay. I'm following now. Um, appreciate your uh, explainer there. Thanks, sir. Kurt, uh, I had a question. Yeah, thank you. So uh, my first question was to the sort of finance. Uh, so it was not clear for me from the Medium article you provided. So my question is, uh, what are the incentives for the lenders? Where are they actually coming from? Because I, as I... Uh, see, uh, lenders are supposed to deposit some kind of stakeholders, but uh, how uh, they are being incentivized when they work? Sorry, I didn't quite hear that. Can you say that again? Yeah, the question is, what's the incentive for the lenders to deposit stablecoins on that side? Yeah, it's the it's the yield that the borrowers will be paying, um, and it's just a it's a very low risk uh, loan. To, to put in and it's also very liquid and so it functions very much like a money market um and i say it's very low risk because everything will be over collateralized and you'll have kind of the depth of liquidation public via orca um and so it's it's really for people who don't who just need to ca- park their cash somewhere for a while uh get you know three to five percent yield i assume you know if you're Depositing USK, it'll always be kind of around that 5% range that Kajira uh, is charging. But I guess it could be less or it could be more. And then you could make money arbitraging the yield on Kajira, um, USK, and SRL Finance. And I, I think I think with, you know, Compound Finance and Aid, we've shown that there's a lot of people who do want to park cash short term um, and get rewards. Great. Yeah, I think I, I think that does cover it. Um, I, I think a lot of those yields definitely need some time to actually be on the market to show how they hold up. But I think that covers the question. Cordo, does that cover your question? I believe it does. Um, v, did you want to ask anything? We are coming up on uh, just over an hour. If not, thank you guys all for coming. Um, that was a great introduction from everyone. Um, any closing thoughts you guys want to say, please uh, take your time. Uh, just thank you so much for hosting us. Um, it was a pleasure to talk to all of y'all. Thanks, everybody. Look forward to working with you all. Yep, same here. Thank, thanks for, for the opportunity just to share a bit more about FitLink. And obviously, there's more information inside the Discord. Feel any any further questions, yeah, reach out directly on Discord and happy to, happy to help. Cheers, guys. Thanks for hosting us. Great. Thanks everyone for coming. Do check out uh, the Rec Validators and Kuji Dao. Um, they are working hard for the your ecosystem. Um, and do check out the proposals in the Discord. Um, there are a lot more questions and answers in there. Overall, thanks for coming. Um, the recording should be posted later. Uh, thanks so much, everyone. See you next time. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Kajira Community Call with proposals from SRL Finance, DLoyal, FitLink, Eris, and more. Hosted by Zulian.
Recorded on Monday, October 3rd, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support. They say rapping is the gateway, bringing home great pay, checking that replay, sing along and we say nobody gives a fuck around my way. I make about three bucks for every thousand plays, so add it up and do the math on that. Financially speaking, why the fuck would anybody want to rap? But in this reality, the money comes from doing shows, but then where's the money go when you can't do the shows? I guess you could rap on Cameo, I've been asking all my friends if I can rap on the patio. Six feet, motherfucker, step the fuck back, doing a little magic, pulling rabbits out the rucksack not everybody's always in it for the money looking like another crooked sunday and i'm working monday so you know i ain't stressing left debating great methods amazed to play inception the base state less see even with these huge sums of overall royalties the sums of money that go to the record label per playback can seem insultingly small small many rights holders are making around three quarters of a cent each time someone listens to one of their tracks leaving only some portion of that for the actual how to turn a profit, their future will always be in question. But, for now, investors see enough potential to continue to fund pennies, 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 Another day, another lesson, living in the eighth dimension, might be worth a little mention, living in the Great Depression, got a real regal feel, reeling in another sucker fish, out to make a deal, just to make a motherfucker wish, Ah shit, now you only got two left, you know what I wish, we didn't have any loose ends, you know what I miss, listening to excuses, now we're on the fence, like we forgot how to choose, that's what happens when people don't know what's true In the dark eating bullshit up like a mushroom In the lunchroom just trying to laugh it off Meanwhile foaming at the mouth like a rabid dog Like a fake mate and called at the zoo It's looking like the view is getting disappointed too I'm working on the new shit, trying to produce it It's what I'm willing to go through when I'm making my music Terror spaces.